So concerning our minds and the minds of people, we have many things that cover over and bind our minds. We have many views that are deeply embedded in our hearts, views about self. And so the purpose of our practice and of developing our minds, cultivating our minds, is to be able to know and to see into the nature of self, to see that the self is not self. And if we see that, then we will have understood ourselves. But if we haven't seen this yet, then we need to build up a good self. As we do this, then we'll begin to understand the truth and we'll come to the point where we're able to see uh, into the truth of self and see into the truth of sankharas and to condition phenomena. We'll understand what they're like and we'll be able to see them clearly. But now we have suffering in our hearts and that's because we don't understand the nature of conditioned phenomena and our views are opposed to the truth. The nature of conditions is that they all have to arise and then last for some time and then cease. And this is the nature of both physicality and mentality. If we don't have enough wisdom to be able to perceive this, then that'll be a cause for us to suffer. So the Buddha taught that when we're still attached to a self and when we have still have these views of self, then we should take that self and use it to do good things, to be generous and to keep good conduct of, of body and speech. Most of us practice generosity on a daily basis. And as we do that, it'll become a habit. It'll become a part of us that's very natural. Maybe we offer food on a regular basis. Or many people uh, produce goodness by uh, keeping the precepts. But if there are any days that we aren't able to do this, we aren't able to go out and to offer food, we can still create goodness by recollecting all of the wholesome actions that we've done. And this is something that we're able to do every day. This is called developing merit in our hearts. So the merit in our heart is something that's very important and it's something that we can do all the time, whether it's sunny outside, whether it's raining, whether the weather's hot, or whether it's cold and snowing. Perhaps in some of these conditions, we aren't able to actually go out and offer food or, um, or uh, commit actions of generosity, but we are able to recollect the generous things that we've done all the time. We can recollect the ways that we've given up and we've sacrificed. So this is a good method for making our minds peaceful, to bringing them to stillness. 
So the word kamatana means the basis of action. And this particular basis of action, kamatana, is a good means of bringing our minds to peace. Another way we could do that is to recollect the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha, recollect um, the ways we've sacrificed, recollect the goodness that we've done. All of these are good ways of bringing our mind into peace. And do this very often. We can do it many, many times a day until our hearts feel very still and feel full of joy. Until peace, like a stable peace, arises in our heart. And this joy is, is uh, very bright and full within us. So this is how we build up goodness. So the, the skillful karma, the skillful actions that we do, they are things that we uh, can memorize. The, the things that are there within our memory. And so they're very important things because we can bring up that memory to, to raise up the level of our hearts. So all the times that we've chanted, all the, the generous things we've done, all the ways we've sacrificed, all the hours we've put into meditation practice, we can recollect this in order to, to bring our minds to a state of happiness and goodness. And we should do this very often because we should try to, to not be heedless. And so not being heedless, we build goodness and we try and develop skillfulness as often as we can. And as this goodness develops and grows, then our mind will grow bright. The things that we've given, they provide happiness for the people who receive those objects. And for us, we gain a brightness of heart. And so all of us should give up and sacrifice in line with our abilities and in line with the wealth that we have. Especially like this, in times of need and times of lack, uh, there are many who, who see other people suffering and they respond to that with a kind heart and they go out and help each other. And it's really amazing that this is happening now. The Dharma that the Buddha taught, it's not out of date. It's still here in this day and age. Even though the Buddha entered into final Nibbana a long time ago, it's the, the, the Dharma that he taught is still around. And so when people see others suffering, then they respond to that with kindness and they help. And this is a way that we can see Dharma um, developing and growing in people's hearts. Responding to suffering with acts of kindness and feelings of pity. This is something that's very good. So maybe we've heard that there are countries who have a lot of health equipment and they're sending that equipment out to other countries that, that are lacking in that. And these good actions, these kind actions are what make the world happy and make it a, a cool and a comfortable place to live in. 
so all of us help out as in in whatever way we can and in line with the the means that we have and especially in times of crisis like what we're going through now it's especially important to to lend a hand so some people help out through sacrificing their wealth in order to buy food and to give that to other people, helping other people to be able to, to live on. And this is very praiseworthy. So we recollect all these good actions in order to, to bring up fullness in our hearts. And we do this very often. We try and keep that recollection continuous. Even though these days we may not actually be able to go out and do these actions, we're still able to bring them up, to bring that memory up. We can bring up our virtue and recollect that as well. The ways that we've, we've cultivated virtue and that, that parami of uh, sila. So all of these kamatanas, they're all means of bringing the mind into peace. And when we do them very often, then our minds will be firm in stillness. Being firm in this way will then be able to contemplate in a way that allows us to understand the Dhamma. The contemplation will go deep and will see into the nature of instability and of stress and of not self, of all conditioned things. We'll see into samuti, into the conventional nature of things, and that will then liberate our mind. Our mind will then become empty and see the emptiness of all things. We'll see the Dhamma. And this is something that's really quite amazing when you experience it. We'll then gain a firm conviction and faith in the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. So everyone try in this, this way of practice, really put your effort into it, because the Dhamma hasn't gone out of date. It's still here now. We've been born into this time of an epidemic, of a time of illness, and a time when many people are dying. And if we think and uh, contemplate in the right way, then we'll be able to see that the reason that people are dying is because of one of two things. That either there isn't the medication available, we haven't come up with a vaccine for this virus. Or the other is that people don't have the sufficient immunity to be able to fight with the virus that if they did have a better immune system, then they would be able to overcome this. And so those people who are elderly or those people who have chronic illnesses are more at risk of this. But those who have strong bodies and who are young are more able to overcome it. Even if we did find a vaccine for this, it would only cure this particular virus and people would be able to, to overcome this particular disease. But in the future, there'll be another virus that comes up and then we'll have to try and find a vaccine for that virus again. And it just goes on like this without end.
really the reason why we suffer and why there is this the stress in our hearts is because of the delusion that we have. But the Buddha, he found a medicine, he found a vaccine to, to cure us from the suffering. And he told a way that we could get ourselves out of it, a way that we could practice in order to relieve suffering from our hearts. And it's something that we're able to do in this very life. And if we put our efforts into it sincerely, then we will be able to see the Dhamma in this life. So all the goodness that we've created by means of generosity, by the wholesome and skillful actions that we've done, by our virtue and by the act of bhavana, of cultivating the heart, they're things that we should all try and, and cultivate and to do as often as we can because they give our mind a firm foundation. And then having this, this firm foundation and having this effort in this way of practice, that's what, that's what will allow us to see the Dhamma. It's normal that we'll experience many obstacles and sometimes it's really hard going. Sometimes there's a lot of suffering, a lot of difficulty in the practice, but we still have to continue on with it, to, to struggle along and to, to keep up with the practice. But if we have that faith there, we have the faith, we have the effort, then we will one day see the Dhamma. So everyone be firm in your efforts.